So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And tonight we have a very special guest. And Angela, would you introduce our guest tonight? Yes. Uh, we have a wonderful program for, for you tonight. We'll be interviewing for our guest, author Claudia Nelson. So Claudia is an author, a lecturer, giving lectures around the country, and she does intuitive relationship readings. Claudia's family roots go back to the 1600s with Mormon pioneering forefathers. She was raised in a small mining town, and uh, I guess he's pronounced it Eli, Nevada, went to college and ultimately obtained a degree in writing and literature. She had eight children, but life had many surprises for Claudia, who has endured beyond her fair share of hardships, which is what she has risen above, including two family murders, betrayal, divorce after 32 years, rejection, loss of her father in a tragic car accident, a bout with cancer, conned by a Ponzi scheme and losing her life savings, losing her life partners to suicide and cancer, to name a few. These tragedies led her to the pursuit of peace and truth through learning to not live in the world of thought that society, church, upbringing, and groupthink um, program, programming have produced. She created a registered nonprofit organization to create safer communities for families and learn the mindset of a detective. She never again accepted things the way she had been taught. She has sought out truth and found it through learning and studying many of the world's religions. She sought answers and asked many questions, which led her on an amazing journey of transformation. Welcome, Claudia. Well, wow. thank you. Wow. Welcome to the show, Claudia. And uh, we're really glad you joined us tonight. And this is an amazing story. And, and, and what I want to say about it and what I want to ask you, and I know our listeners are wanting to get from this, is... <laughs> How did you survive? I mean, you not only survived, but you've thrived spiritually. And, and, and most people, you know, you know, just wouldn't be able to make that transformation. And I'm so glad you're talking about spiritual transformation and what that is so that people can realize that they have a choice. So I guess my first question I'd like to ask is, what is this spiritual transformation that we can choose to uh, accept or go through or, or what you did to lead to this place of peace and uh, harmony that you experience now after this devastation? Well, <clears throat> that's a very good question. First of all, I'd, I'd like to say um, there are basically, <clears throat> pardon me, there are four steps that I used as I went back and analyzed them and I believe it just happened intuitively because I was spending a lot of time on my knees trying to get through this. And just intuitively, I discovered a formula, and it's very simple, but it, it's not easy. And the first, the first step of that is, you've alluded to that, that we have to decide, are we going to be a victim of this circumstance, or are we going to be victorious over this circumstance? Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize that they have choice. But that's the first thing, choose. The next, the next step is go ahead and grieve your loss, but don't stay stuck in the grief and don't blame. Because when you blame, it saps your energy from doing anything about it, which is the next step. And the next step 
is focus on solutions and never on the problem again. Because mm. you, you create what you focus on. And a lot of people just keep focusing and focusing and focusing on the problem. But you can't do that. You have to focus on the solution and then keep refining the solution until you get something that works. And so that, in a nutshell, was how I did it. But uh, underneath the radar, there's a bigger picture, and you, uh, you've asked that question. Uh, I actually went through a whole spiritual transformation because, uh, well, you have gone through tough things. Sometimes you wonder if you want to stay here on the planet, if you just want to say, beam me up, Scotty. Because yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, because life is just too hard. And so I had to make that decision. Am, am I going to stay on this planet and go through this? Because nobody could really help me because my situation was circumstantial. And so I, I thought, well, I'll just study everything I can. And it actually came from a dream. I had a dream about how to learn. And it was very interesting. It happened before laser technology even came into existence. And so I know I was on another plane of existence when I got it. But I walked into this arcade my friends wanted to go play a game some of the, the games and I saw a freestanding hologram and I looked at that and I thought my there's something that's dancing in the front here oh well gee now I get this but there's something and then I turned then I walked around the side of it and I saw something else and yet I knew there was something else in this hologram so I walked around it again and all night I was walking around this hologram until I could see the whole of it and I had this many, many, many years ago, and when I started my writing, this dream kept coming back and back, and I realized that Spirit was teaching me that I needed to look at my subject, which was personal empowerment, from many different angles, and that's what I did. And I think I studied everything from Jewish mysticism to quantum physics, and then started connecting dots, and that's how I came up with uh, a lot of what helped me. That's awesome. As far as spiritual transformation is concerned, that is a real good question. Really, what is it? Well, let me, I want to explain it with an analogy. I think that's the best way. But before I do that, I would like to look at this spiritual transformation question from three or four different angles. Number one, what, how would the Christian describe spiritual transformation? Basically, it would be born again, like uh, Jesus told Nicodemus. You have to be born of the water and the spirit to be entering the kingdom of heaven. So it's a spiritual rebirth. Um, hey, Claudia, I, I got a question for you. Um, were you raised Mormon or did you just, uh, was that just your family that was uh, way back in the pioneer days and then you actually became just conservative Christian? What was the story on that? No, I was raised Mormon. All of my all my ancestors were Mormon. I was I was very uh, deeply steeped into the Mormon religion. And when all these tragedies occurred, I thought there's not enough here to pull me through this. I've got to find more answers. Mm. And that's when I made my search. And I realized that I, as my dream taught me, I can't look at life from one angle, from the Mormon point of view, or one even one other angle. I had to look at it from many different angles. And that's when I stepped out of the box and started looking at it from all the different angles that I have mentioned. Got it. And that's what works for me. But, uh, okay, back to that question. In the Kabbalists, I think that's one of my... I studied that for about four years, Jewish mysticism. And they have a way of explaining this that I think is very simple. It's moving from what they call... They, they talk about our two thought systems, our 1% thought system and our 99% thought system. And our 1% thought system basically is called the 1% thought system because it only has 1% of truth. And that's our ego-based, fear-based thought system. But we have another thought system that has 99% of truth, and that's our spiritual-based thought system. And so they speak of transformation as moving from that 1% thought system the 99% thought system, and of, of course, uh, the new uh, the new thought movement just simply calls it transformation. Where the Eastern thought system would just call it becoming enlightened. So, mm. 
they're all the same thing, but water is still water even if you call it agua. And it's and a lot of people want to argue over terms, but they all mean the same thing. Yeah. So, I love um, I love that what you did was you didn't cancel out anybody. You didn't say the Christians have it wrong or, or, you know, the Judaism is wrong or Kabbalah, whatever. But, you know, you said that that they all have the same truth. They just say it a little differently. And I I love that, that nobody has to feel bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and I, I, because I was so excited about my own transformation and the freedom and the beauty I found in it, I wanted to share with my children and everybody I knew, and I realized that they were not ready for it. It is not an easy path, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And some people didn't come to, to do this work, and I had to realize that people are exactly where they need to be, and I will support them and wherever they are. But mm. it's, uh, to me, it's a little bit like uh, I think every path that I have taken, the Mormon path was very important to me, for a period of time, it's like, well, when you go through school, let me make this analogy, you go through school and you learn arithmetic. And when you get in high school, maybe you learn algebra. But you can't learn algebra until you've learned arithmetic. It doesn't make arithmetic wrong, but it makes it kind of boring. And if, if you're going on to algebra, if that's all you, you do is arithmetic. And then you go into college and maybe you learn physics. And then you want to get a PhD in quantum physics. And I Spiritual development is very much like that, but everybody doesn't want to get a Ph.D., a college Ph.D., and so, and everybody doesn't want to get a spiritual Ph.D., which I call trans, this spiritual transformation is a spiritual Ph.D., and it's actually quite a lot of work, and there's sometimes a lot of pain that goes through it, uh, goes with it. In fact, Carl Jung, the famous psychiatrist that you're all familiar with, um, calls this transformation process, the individuation process, and he has said it has two steps, and through his act of imagination art, I got a third step, and I know Carl Jung got all of his philosophies through this act of imagination art, which... All right. All right. We have to take a commercial break, but Claudia Nelson will be back with us coming up right after the commercial break. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio with Dan and Ann. And our guest this hour is Claudia Nelson, and her website is claudianelson.com. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, visit hearttoheartradioshow.com. Or check us out on our website, prodigaljourneys.com. Again, we'll be right back after the commercial break. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, 
Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. All right, we're back tonight. Our guest is an author. Her name is Claudia Nelson, and her website is claudianelson.com. And uh, we just want to pick up where we left off. We were talking about transforming victims into victors and really what spiritual transformation is about. And you were about ready, Claudia, to lead us into some of the uh, different types of analogies. And I think you were going to talk about Carl Jung, uh, the individuation process. Yes, thank you. I think that's a good place to start here. Um, He said it has two steps to it. The first step is disintegration. And most people won't make this transformation unless they have to because it's a lot of work. And so if you, you know, living in a million-dollar house with a five-car garage, why would you go through all the work that it takes to make this transformation? And so he says the first step is disintegration when life is not going well, when you've maybe lost a loved one, you've lost your your job, you've lost your health, then you're ready, as I did when I lost everything that I lost. I could not survive without moving on to a higher uh, plane of living and a higher thinking. And so, so the disintegration process is the difficult process, and a lot of people don't know what to do about it because they think the only place that they can survive is in this 1% world of uh, ego and fear, Um, The transformation process basically can be difficult, and if you look at, just look at the transformation of a caterpillar into a butterfly and what it goes through, and it's a real great analogy as to what we go through. In fact, there's a Harvard Zoology professor by the name of Carol Milton Williams who has done a study on how this actually happens to a person, or to a, (laughs) actually she did it on a silkworm, (laughs) and when, this, when, when, the, when the worm gets as big as it can, it starts to disintegrate. And it, um, it activates what they call an imaginal cell, and the, the cell starts to feed off the disintegration of the um, of, you know, cocoon. Yeah, yeah, the cocoon. Right. And then, they, yes, they have to go into this cocoon, which is like the dark night of the soul, while this transformation takes place, and then they can fly high and see wide and have a much better life than just crawling along a limb and just being concerned about its next meal. And that's, I think, a good analogy for what happens when you go through this uh, transformation process. Um, so yes. how does one... You know, and I've heard it's coming out of that cocoon. I've heard it's a vicious fight this transformation to push against something so hard and to break through. And that sounds like what we're all trying to do from what you're saying, Claudia, is break through. Yeah, and not just that, but, you know, we're trying to get through the eye of the needle. You know, to me, it's like many gates we must pass through successfully, you know, to get to this place you're talking about. And a lot of people don't want to go on that journey. They do not want to go down that hard path. They'd rather just stay in the 1%, you know, the way that everybody else lives. And it's it's hard to make that decision that, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go forward and I don't care if I die doing it. I have to do this. You know what I mean? It's just... 
Well, that, that's correct. I think we all choose our path before we come down here, and some of us chose this path of transformation because I think we're stronger spirits. We've had more, you know, these spirits are eternal and whatever the experiences we've had before we come here and how many of them we have is going to determine whether we have the strength to get through it. I don't think everybody has the strength to get through it. In fact, you'll watch a cocoon. And uh, some, in fact, I had one on my back porch this summer. I was watching and watching for that butterfly to emerge. It barely got its wings out the tip, and it never made it. Oh. So, so the information that I've read, only one in nine people who start this transformation actually make it. So wow. you wouldn't want to wish on somebody who uh, didn't have the strength to get through it. And that's why I don't push my philosophies for anybody who's not ready to do it because it it can it can be pretty tough you know and i i can imagine if there's a higher source god whatever you want to call it but you know that we've come down here you know we've been thrown in the melting pot and then we're tossed out on the ground and we've all had a, a ton of different circumstances and then right then right then is the potential to bring forth the gold, if you will. I mean, we've been refined. Would you would you agree with that? And you know, and we have a chance to give that gift to the world, is what you're saying. So, so my question for you, um, Claudia, is this um, the thinking process? You know, how does how does this transformation affect our thinking? How do how do we think differently now after we've gone through something like this? Well, I think that's a very good question. Uh, I think first we have to describe the thought process and how it does affect the transformation. If you think about it, the only thing we really have control over is our thoughts. And our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings create our actions, and our actions create our results. And so if, we, if we're not getting good results, we have to go back and rethink something, and that's all repentance means. It means just to rethink something. But let me give you an example um, uh, a little parable. I call it my parable, the Chinese mayor, that explains the two ways of thinking. And it seems that there was a Chinaman who didn't have much money, but he had he had a son that he loved very dearly, and he had a mare, a horse, a mare in the barn. And one day, the mare got out, and the neighbor came over and said, oh, this is just terrible. This is just terrible. You've lost your only mare. And he said, I don't know what it means. All I know is that I've lost my mare. And so she went home, and pretty soon the mare comes back with a whole herd of stallions. And she comes over, oh, this is so wonderful, this is wonderful, you have a whole herd of stallions. And he said, well, he said, I don't know. He said, all I know is I have a herd of stallions. And so the next day, the boy, boy went out, his only boy went out and decided to ride one of the stallions, and it bucked him off and broke the leg. And again, the neighbor comes over, oh, this is horrible, it's horrible, you've lost your only boy has broken his leg. And, and the man said, I don't know. He said, all I know is that my son has broken his leg, making no judgments, interpretations, just observing what happened. And then the next day, uh, some of the uh, men from the Chinese infantry came to try to induct the son into the service, the infantry, where he, he would surely have been killed. So the moral of that story is that every one of those things had to happen to save that, that boy's life. And so that, that is transformational thinking. Um, a transformed person knows that all things, whether others would call them good or bad, are valuable in the growth process or spiritual growth, and everything is just experience, but when added up, makes something wonderful. And so the transformed person surrenders his will to the will of God, to the will of the higher self, to the will of spirit, whatever, however you want to describe that. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's, uh, there's the Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And then it also says, just to go in a biblical point of things, is that each day was listed and numbered. And I always kind of look at it like that there are absolutely no mistakes that each lesson for the day has been listed and numbered for me to go through and to learn. That's just my way of looking at it. But it, it makes me think of that, you know. Well, when you think about it, nothing really has any meaning except that which we have been taught to give it or that mm -hmm. which we have chosen to give it. And a, a lot of the spiritual transformation process is not a doing process. It's an undoing process. We have to 
undo all these tapes in our head that have taught us how to think about things oh, yeah. that have actually created more harm than, than good. Amen. Wow. So that's how we move from judgment, which is saying it's bad or it's wrong or we shouldn't have had to go through that, to becoming an, an observer? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Just yeah. become an observer and just trust God that all is in the process of working out to your good if you continue yes. to let the Lord and do your work. Amen. Wow. That's, that's, that's so beautiful. And it sounds like we're all in that process, wouldn't you say? Yes. And, you know, we're getting close to that break. I just want everybody to be aware of that anyway. Okay. All right. And uh, so I, I guess I'd like to ask another question if I could. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy question maybe, but it's can a rebellious people, a rebellious person uh, be spiritually transformed? You know, I, I think in the beginning of any pain and suffering that we've been through, um, there's going to be a time where maybe we are a victim for a little while and we're angry for a little while or we take up drinking for a while. So, so my question is, is there any hope for that person, uh, you know, a rebellious person? Well, absolutely, because I think uh, <laughs> rebellion is a part of our growth process. It, it, kids, you know, when they're in high school, they're growing through this age of starting to think for themselves. And what a rebellion is is basically we're starting to think for ourselves rather than letting other people's programs run our lives. And I think it's really essential, and sometimes we have to, um, go through experiences that, you know, traditional uh, hellfire and damnation preachers would say that we're sinners for, for doing that. But I do not believe that. I, and I'll give you a personal mm -hmm. example in a minute. But I think that every one of our experiences, he who has the most experiences wins. Yeah. We learn from our experience. And I know coming from a very judgmental society and a very judgmental home, I had a real problem with judgment. And so I went through an experience that helped me overcome that, and I'll tell you about it. Uh, I had a friend who uh, was German, and the Germans knew, do nude sunbathing all the time, and so they talked me into going, well, what, I'm going to back up a little bit. When I realized that my life was not working, I had to um, think differently, and I think... All right. All right. Oh. All right. We have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with author Claudia Nelson discussing the transformation of victims to victors. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann, and our guest this hour has been Claudia Nelson, and her website is claudianelson.com. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio, visit hearttoheartradioshow.com or our website, prodigaljourneys.com. Again, we'll be right back after the break. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzulli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, 
the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. All right, we're back. We've been talking with our guest uh, author, Claudia Nelson, and her website is claudianelson.com. And we've been discussing the process of transforming victims to victors. So, uh, Claudia, if you just continue on, it sounded like we were in a really uh, interesting story about uh, can the rebellious uh, be spiritually transformed. And sounds like you were going to tell us about a nude, nude beach. And, you know, you might want to leave the address in that, uh, you know, for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't remember the address. Darn. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so I thought, well, this will be a good chance if I'm trying to think, find out how different people think, the people I've been hanging around think like I do, so they can't be any help to me at all. And so, uh, of course, my idea was, you know, if you go to one of these nude resorts, it's going to be all kind of sexual activity. The men are going to be running around ready to perform at any moment. And uh, I had these weird ideas, but I thought, okay, I'm going to go for it. And I was absolutely shocked when I got there to find out that it was totally different. And I thought there were whole families that were there. Not, and if that fact that they had anybody that looked like a sexual predator, they would have kicked them out as fast as you, you couldn't, you know, any man couldn't look like he was ready to perform or he was out of there. And it was a, a very amazing, interesting experience. And just you, you felt like you were just part of everything. You were part of nature. Uh, you learned to accept your body and the flaws and the flaws of everybody else. And there was, it was almost like clothes were a barrier uh, to keep you from connecting to nature and to other people. And there was nothing sexy about it, I'll tell you, nothing <laughs> sexy about it. Wow. But for me, for me, it was an amazing experience because it taught me how judgmental I was about people that I had knew nothing about. And, of course, this was one of my big lessons in life is not to be so judgmental because I've been programmed so much with it, and it took something of that um, strange nature, as some would say, for for me to wake up and stop judging people, realizing I've been doing this all my life. I'm judging people that I know nothing about. So for me, it was a very, uh, a very good experience in uh, becoming non-judgmental. I don't know whether Spirit could have gotten me to uh, get over that judgment problem that I had with anything less dramatic. Yeah, you know, it's uh, my uh, the little story I've got is that I was going through a time when I was very PTSD and just feeling that when I was driving down the road that if I could actually have an accident because my mental condition was really so bad that it made me kind of not see right. So I drive down the side streets feeling like I was going to crash into the cars on the side of the, the, the streets in the neighborhood. And then all of a sudden it hit me. Do you know something? I'm not any different than the people in the prison because all it takes is for you to kill somebody by accident and you're in prison and, and, and that would make me a murderer and self, you know, I just, a lot of bad would come from that and I would be looked down upon and how, how different was I than anyone, many, many people that are, that find themselves in, in prison. I would have been a murderer, you know? So I don't know, it, it, that really shook me up and it made me realize I'm pretty judgmental towards people and not not even considering, um, you know, what, what they've been through. And here I was in a horrible mess. So anyway, that, that's what got me. You know, and, and for me is, you know, I, I visit a lot of different churches and places like you, Claudia, me and Angela both do. And uh, what we found is that how can you judge the people who were sitting right where you were sitting. I mean, I went through fundamentalist religion and, and all these sort of things. And I thought I was right. I was a Jehovah's witness for 40 years and thought I was right and thought I had all the answers. Then I died to that. Then I got into various other religions and ideals. And I was looking for that absolute, you know, certainty. This is the truth. This is where it all ends. And it was just a, a process. And as I moved through these spiritual traditions, I stopped being right. I stopped saying I have all the answers and I know everything. And 
it was a lesson like you're talking about of of judging others. I, I can't judge the person who's in a religion and says they know it all and they have all the answers. I just listen to them. It's like you said. I, I love that analogy where you said we become an observer. We just we just smile and and we don't smile in in a nasty judgment, but we just smile, knowing that we've all been there. We've been there, and you know that's what we do. Uh, on our journey at, at, at certain points, we want the answers and we maybe go from tradition to tradition and, and we're sort of satisfied and, and we're excited and we want to tell somebody. And then that maybe that tradition just starts to wane or, or we see, you know, some other things happening. So anyway, it, it moves you, like you said, into this selfless in this, in this non-judgment it's, it's not non-awareness, but it's non-judgment. Yeah, you know, and I think, go ahead, Claudia. Well, I was just going to say, and I think one of the main lessons that we need to learn uh, in life to move through this spiritual process is non-judgment, because when we're going through this, we're judging ourselves, we've done this wrong, or et cetera, et cetera, and it's the fear that it puts into us that separates us from the very God that will help us uh, through this process. And this transformation process is not easy. So when you go into fear and guilt that you're wrong, and you're, because when you're judging other people, you're also judging yourself equally. Yes. And so when you stop judging other people, you stop judging yourself. And that makes this whole transformational process uh, a lot easier. Yes, and you, and you know what I've learned too? Just, just recently, you know, just being an observer, that... Before we're transformed, you know, you've talked a little bit about, you know, before you're transformed, what things look like, you're angry, you're upset, you're mad, you're judgmental. You know what I realized about religion? I don't think you're transformed if you're a person that says, my God is going to kill your God. You know, my God is going to kill you people. And, and you know, it doesn't matter the tradition. Um you know, if you're Muslim, you know, my God is going to kill all Christians. If you're Christian, Jesus is coming back to kill anybody that's not a Christian. If you're Jehovah's Witness, Jehovah's going to genocide anybody who's who's uh, not a Jehovah's Witness. And it goes on and on. And so a huge transformation for me was when I realized that my God is love. And, and as long as I was in that perspective that my God was going to kill somebody who wasn't like me, I wasn't transformed. And so that's kind of an indication for me when I'm just talking about a person, you know, changing uh, their awareness and becoming awake. You, you don't wish your God killed anybody. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. So you actually move from judgment to understanding. You understand it couldn't be any other way. Well, absolutely. I, I, I'm glad, glad you brought up that point, because if you want to put this whole transformation thing in a nutshell, you could call it moving from your ego fear-based thought system to your love-based thought system. Uh, um, anything, well, God works on a love vibration, and anytime you're in a love vibration, you're connected. Any, anything that is negative is, you can reduce any problem, any negative thing, to its lowest com- common denominator, which is fear, and of course, killing, <laughs> all that's fear-based, it's hate-based. Hate is all actually fear of some kind. So, yes, absolutely, that, that's one way that you can tell if you're in the right energy is if you are in a loving energy, and if you're not, you're not in God's energy. And, you know, Claudia, it, it's hard to go against your family, against your, your brothers and your church, and to say, no, I don't agree with this. So how, how was that for you? Oh, it was an absolute nightmare. I was shunned. I was treated horribly for years and years. But, you know, all you can do is continue to love people. And it's amazing. Now, after 25 years, my family, has they are starting to talk to me when they have issues or problems because they can see that my life has worked and it's worked beautifully since I adopted this philosophy. So you can't talk to them. You can just show them. But uh, it took 25 years and everybody that I have talked to that's gone through this transformation that have been in, in some kind of a spiritual or religious box and they step out of it, it is very traumatic to the people around them because 
they've probably been a resource to them in their own way of thinking and now and probably influence them also and now when they step out you know when you who have influenced them step out of the box they've either got to reject you or they've got to reject the the philosophy the philosophy that you taught them seems to be still working for them Mm -hmm. and i say seems to be but and and it maybe they'll never move beyond that and maybe they will yeah we we have to honor where people are true and love them and support them where they are and not try to impose our belief system on them unless they start asking questions. And then we can start, you know, giving them just a little bit of the time because you can't feed a, a baby steak when they're just learning to digest milk. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, we're getting close to that break there, I think. Whoa. All right. And, uh Yeah. I agree with you, Claudia. And uh, I had the, all right, we're going to have to take a commercial break. But when we come back, we'll, dis, we'll uh, continue our discussion with our guests, Claudia Nelson. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. And our guest this hour is Claudia Nelson. Her website is claudianelson.com. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, Visit hearttoheartradioshow.com or check out our personal website, prodigaljourneys.com. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. All right. We're back. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. And our guest this hour is author Claudia Nelson. And her website is ClaudiaNelson.com. And uh, we've been discussing this last hour, uh, transformation of victims to victor. That's and, right. Uh, with Claudia. So go ahead, Angela. Yeah, so Claudia, you know, you, uh, we know you've written, what, five books, right? And I guess. Yep. One in the <laughs> And we got uh, Rising from Ashes being her most popular book. So Claudia, go ahead and tell us about your books and uh, what can we learn from them if we were to purchase one of them. Well, thank you. Uh, I'll be happy to do that. that. Let me just finish one thought. After I told that parable of the Chinese mayor, I meant to make the point. uh, I told that so you could tell the difference between 1% thinking and 99% thinking. The neighbor that kept coming over and judging everything that happened was in her 1% thought system. The the Chinese wisdom, uh, the man with the Chinese wisdom, the Chinaman with the wisdom, uh, was the one that was observing and just waiting and uh, trusting. And so that's really the difference in the way you think after you've been transformed. Uh, As far as my books, yes, I have actually five books out. The first one I wrote is called Murder, Death, and Rebirth. That's about the murder of my mother and sister and the lessons that I learned from that. That is only... Um, available electronically. My family wasn't real happy that I wrote that, so I'm not promoting that a lot, but that tells the whole story of how that happened and and what I learned from it. Uh, The second one that that I wrote, in fact, I actually wrote them pretty much simultaneously, is called Rising from Ashes, Discover Your Hidden Power Through Adversity. And what that book is about, basically, is how I pulled myself out of that depression and that funk that I was in, how you do not have to become a victim of any circumstance. And so the first section, um, it's, it's done with stories and analogies to get my points across, but the first section talks about what happens to you when you live in that 1% thought system. And I told a very dramatic story of a Ponzi scheme that I got involved in. And the second section are stories about what happens to you when you're living in the 99% thought system. The third section shows you how to move from one thought system to the other. It talks about the transformation, transformational process and how you get there. Now, I might also say that some of that, that book was so long I had to take out about 100 pages of really good information. Wow. So I actually put it in... Uh, murder, death, and rebirth. So there's a whole section there on transformation and transformational thinking in that book as well. Then my grandchildren <laughs> talked me into doing a couple of books for them, and it's transformation for children. One is called Ellie's Magical Uniform Unicorn. The other one is called Maggie's Magical Peacock. And mm-hmm. if anyone's interested in those, they'll have to go to my website, go down at the bottom of the front page, and I can tell them because they have you know, rather than tell you all the different publishers, just email me and I can uh, give you the information on where you can get in touch with any. And one of the ones that I really love the most, and it's um, it's a kind of an esoteric book in a way because as I studied Carl Jung, I took a whole semester of Carl Jung, and I learned how to do his active imagination art. And I realized as I was taking that uh, that semester that I had actually been documenting my whole spiritual journey with active imagination art. And so I've written a book about that, and it's called The Hero's Journey, uh, A Visual Journey of Transformation. And that one, again, you're going to have to get right from me because I haven't let that one out yet. Mm, That sounds good. 
Well, it's been really helpful to people who are going through this because they're frightened by what's happening to them. They think, oh, my gosh, that my life has fallen apart. I must have sinned. I, might not, I must not have been good enough. They don't realize that they're in the first, the first stage of transformation, which is when your life starts to disintegrate, to give you the motivation to move on. Exactly, wow. Claudia. You know, you know Richard Rohr, right? You know, he has the first life, first half of life, and then the second half of life analogy. And the first half of life being just the getting married, having children, you know, do, doing the ego thing that we do when, in the first half of life, and then finally moving out of that, where we start to drop the ego, which has to happen through these tr- tr- difficulties and uh, tribulations, trials, you know, losses that for, kind of in a way force you or, or at least push you in that direction, like pushing a, a bird out of the nest, you know, into yeah. our into what he calls our real life, you know, falling right. upward. Yeah. So well, that, that's what, yeah, that's what Carl Jung explains. He says, you know, the first half of our life, you have to stabilize yourself. You have to find a way to sustain yourself while you're going through uh, these experiences. And so when you're, established when your family's kind of grown, your your you know, your work whatever you're doing for your work or profession is established, then and then your children start to go, then that's time when mm-hmm. this happens. Like you yeah. say, the first part of your life is just to get stabilized. The second part is to make your transformation. So this is quite typically when this thing starts to happen is, you know, the late forties, um oh, sometimes in the forties, early fifties. Mhm. Yes. But I, I I, I just thought of an analogy that I read by Oral Roberts at one time, and it's an analogy of how an eagle learns to fly. And uh, I guess the mother bird has a very soft nest when these babies are born, and when it's time for them to fly, she starts taking out the feathers of the nest, and it becomes pretty prickly. And mm. so then they start stepping out of the nest onto the edge of the nest, where mm-hmm. it's not quite so prickly, and then she knocks them off, and then just before they hit the ground, she swoops under them and brings them back up and puts them in the nest. Oh, and wow. And doing this until they learn to fly. And I think that's a good analogy as to what happens to us. Wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it you is. Know, you know, and I'll tell you, that's, that's, that's just an amazing story because, you know, you know, Claudia, Angela, you know, it seems like, and, and, it, and it hurts me, I, I've got family that have not overcome they've been wounded and for whatever reason they they just can't transcend it they just keep telling the same story over and over um you know i'm hurt i'm in pain you know let me tell the story so claudia i wanted to ask you when is it time to let go is there a time to let go to of the story i I know there's a grieving point and and there's a point where you know we have to tell our story but but you know i know for me i i started telling my story and i ended up in a big group i was telling everybody my story about jehovah's witnesses and what happened to me and long story short I, i when i started hearing everybody else's story in the horror stories, <laughs> that was my transformation. I realized I didn't really have a story, but I love it. I love it that you, you're, you're talking about how we don't have to be a victim. In the, and I think victim is a subtle trap that not only have you been hurt the first part of your life, but now the second part of your life is going to be consumed with the first part. So instead of healing the wounds and bringing forth the gifts and the things that we have to offer, if we're not careful... We can get caught up in the pain and suffering and that be our message and how bad we were done and how much it hurts. And, and I love it that, you, that you're helping us to, to move beyond that, move beyond that place of victim to victor. Amen. Well, yeah, that's what that second stage of that, that process is. The first one, is, as we talked about right in the beginning, it's uh, choose, am I going to be victim or victor over this? And then the su- second one is grieve, but don't stay stuck in your grief and don't blame. And so, like you say, some people stay stuck in their grief, and you obviously picked that up and decided that's not where you were going to be because that is a trap. That is absolutely a trap because victims get a lot of perks. <laughs> Look at all the <laughs> handicapped parking places and handicapped bathrooms, you know. Yeah, and I and I and I, I hate to say it, but sympathy is not a good 
a not good, not a good wage because sympathy, you, you get sympathy from people, but you get smaller, you shrink, you, 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 you don't give this to live the second part of your amazing life, you know, where, where this alchemy happens in the first part where you put into the refiner's fire and transformation happens internally and you have the greatest opportunity. I, I think God looks at it like that cocoon that he's hoping that this potential gold, this butterfly emerges within us. And I think that's the potentiality we all have. We're all God potentiality to bring forth that diamond, the gold that's been refined that's been refined by the refire, refiner's fire of this earth. Mm. And that's what people need to understand. What they think the refiner's fire is, is it's going to burn them up rather than transform <laughs> them. Yes. And, and, and so I, it's, that's why it's important to get this information out and why I think the hero's journey is such, uh, such an important book because all the people that I've let know about it, that are, I've only let people know about it that are going through this and, they are so relieved. Oh, that's exactly what I'm going through. Oh, thank you for helping me understand this. So, um, you know, Claudia, when you went through your your, diag- your diagnosis with cancer, you know, or the whole bout with cancer, it's like you've already been through all these crazy things that, you know, your father's death and the murders in your family and, you know, divorce and all that, and then you get the cancer. So how did that further your journey exactly? Well, this is an interesting story. My marriage was just, I'd stayed in the marriage far too long that there was no way that it was going to work, and I didn't believe in divorce. And uh, when I, anyway, um, you know, in the Mormon church, they give you a patriarchal blessing that tells you what you're making. You know, guys, uh, we may have to pick this up next time. We're going to have to wrap it up tonight. But uh, we have enjoyed this discussion with you, Claudia. Thank you so much for being our guest tonight. And for more information about Claudia Nelson, our website is claudianelson.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of Heart to Heart Radio with Dan and Ann. And to find out when our next show will be heard on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, visit Heart to Heart Radio Show or our website product. They're here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. 
SimulTV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.